Welcome to the Casual Keto Doctor podcast. I'm Dr. Wickham Simons, the Casual Keto Doctor. On today's show, I'm going to tell you about my adventures in Reno, Nevada. I've got a great product review for chocolate lovers, and I'm going to answer questions about traveling tips. I'm here in Raleigh, North Carolina, in our new studio, set up in North Hills. That's uh, a very uh, popular area of Raleigh, and there's a beautiful tower that we're in today. It's on the 15th floor, and amazingly, it's only about three blocks from where I grew up. And so it's really kind of cool that I'm here so close to a place that I grew up in in the 1970s. I never thought that I would be back in a place like this and in such a nice area to do this podcast today. It's really kind of cool. I'd like to start uh, every show with a look back of my week, the good, the bad, and any struggles that I had to face during the week. Those kind of things like meal prep and family outings and other challenges that I faced while staying dedicated to a keto diet. And look, I'll always let you know if I cheated. I'm the kind of guy that's going to be straightforward about that, so I always include that. Now, my week started, just some of you might find this humorous, but, you know, I'm over 50 now, and so I had to go get a colonoscopy. And when you start the week with one of those, anyone who's ever had, had one knows that you can't eat for 24 hours before. You have to drink all this solution that clears out your bowels. And so whether I really wanted to or not, I was forced to do an intermittent fast to do this colonoscopy. Now, the good news is the colonoscopy was perfectly fine. And I jokingly told the doctor who did it, well, looks like my strategy of avoiding vegetables and eating a lot of meat is working. It's keeping my colon healthy. He was alarmed by that, but I got a good smile out of him when I said it. Before he walked out of the room, I said, don't worry, I always wash down that meat with whiskey, and that alarmed him even more, uh, and it made for a kind of a funny moment anyway. So I started the week with the intermittent fast. I know a lot of you actually do intermittent fasting because you choose to do it, and it works really well with the keto diet, but this one was forced on me, and I think it just caused me to lose a couple pounds right out of the gate. After that, I had to go on a trip. I had to go out to Lake Tahoe. Uh, you go to Reno and then to Lake Tahoe for a because uh, you, you can't fly directly into Tahoe. You have to fly in, into Reno. I was there as part of the Obesity Medicine Associ- Association board planning event. It's it's we were setting our strategic goals for the next few years, and so you know that that is always a little bit of a challenge when you're doing a keto diet, traveling and staying at a hotel and all of that and. We got a tremendous amount of snow while we were there, so we were really snowed in. So much snow that the ski resorts had to close because the ski lifts and so forth couldn't operate with 10 feet of snow on the ground. That made the challenges even a little tougher because your ability to get out of the hotel and then go someplace to get the kind of food you're looking for is now even more limited. So we'll get a chance to talk about that later in the show. Look, you can always handle this stuff under most uh, scenarios, and I was able to handle it, and so that was the good news. The board was out there, uh, you know, developing strategy on how, how do we teach provi- healthcare providers of all kinds how to treat obesity. We're looking for better ways to do it. We're the main organization that does it. We want to draw attention to this disease, and so a big part of our mission is to be able to effectively train doctors, PAs, family nurse practitioners, nurses, and, and all sorts of healthcare professionals, whether they're, say, a psychologist or, you know, a, a therapist of some kind that's, that's maybe not a physician. We want all of those people being trained on how to approach this disease and treat it so that patients can be victorious over it. That's our goal. So we were working on that for a few days. And then 
I you know, I winded it up uh, the, the week on Saturday in Reno. On Saturday night in Reno, I had a chance to go to the Dirks Bentley concert. It's Burning Man Tour 2019. It's one of the first stops, and we had a blast there. And it's another place that, you know, I'll, I'll be able to talk about later in the show that you can still do a ketogenic diet. This is a, you don't have to just because you go to a concert blow your diet. You know, you can still stay true to the, the keto principles there. So that's kind of an overview of the week. Next up, I'd like to do a uh, personal product review, something that I think that you might want to know about or something I know you're already talking about. And the product I want to go over this week is a chocolate product because I, I get asked this question all the time. Look, I like sweets and I really love chocolate. And the main barrier to me doing a ketogenic diet or a keto diet is that I can't have these things. I can't have the chocolate. And my answer to you is there's almost always a substitute, and there is in this case. It is available at most grocery stores as well as, you know, higher-end places like Whole Foods, so it's readily available. The name of this product is Lily's, L-I-L-Y apostrophe S, and uh, I have in my hand the dark chocolate bar. It's a 70% dark chocolate bar, but they have milk chocolate. They have milk chocolate with salted almonds. They have multiple flavors. The principle whereby they produce it is the same. They sweeten it with stevia and erythritol. Now, for those of you who don't know what erythritol is, it's a sugar alcohol. It tastes like sugar, but it's not absorbed. Its effect on your body is not that of sugar. Because you don't absorb it, you don't in theory, get the insulin release and that sort of thing that you get with real sugar. So you, you get the taste of sugar without the physiologic response to the sugar. Now, when I look at the label of this bar, and it's a good-sized bar, it has a total of about 19 grams of carbohydrate, which would normally scare you, but it has 8 grams of fiber and 7 grams of erythritol. So when you add the 8 grams of fiber and the 7 grams of erythritol up, you get 15. You can subtract that 15 grams from the total carbohydrate of 19 grams, and the difference is 4. So we call that a 4 grams of net carbohydrate, or 4 grams of net carb, which is really low. You don't absorb the fiber. You don't absorb the erythritol. So they don't, even though they have to be listed under the carbohydrate, they're not going to affect your body negatively like a carbohydrate that would be absorbed. I would, um, if you've not tried this product and you like chocolate and that's getting in the way of you being successful on a ketogenic diet, I would highly recommend that you look in your grocery store for this. It, it'll be there with all the other chocolate products on that same aisle. And look, let's say you don't want to go to the grocery store. Just look on Amazon. That's there. If you have Amazon Prime, it'd probably be to your door the same day. It's definitely worth trying, and I think you would like it. So again, the name is Lily's, and it has multiple varieties. Give it a try. Let me know what you think. Now, I want to spend some time talking about some questions I get from both those that I work with at the practice and also from my friends. I really love getting questions, so please make sure and send in yours to our website. That's casualketodoctor.com. And... On the doctor part, you know, it's casual, C-A-S-U-A-L-K-E-T-O-D-O-C-T-O-R.com. Make sure and spell it out. Today's questions are related to traveling, and so uh, they're good questions because I just got done traveling. How to prepare when you travel for work? 
such as, you know, professional dinners and outings and luncheons and drinks and that sort of stuff. And I'm just going to tell you here what I do. I always try to envision what these things are going to look like. And I've been to enough of them now that there's a lot of similarities. And one of the key kind of behavioral things you can do that will always work for you, and it's really simple, is just to make a strategy in your head. Now, some people I've noticed, really successful people, will take like a little note card and they'll actually jot the plan down on the note card. I mean, maybe it takes 30 seconds. It's not a whole lot of time. But studies are pretty clear about this, that if you do that, if you at least think it through ahead of time or think it through and then jot down a couple notes about that, 90% of the time, that's exactly what you're going to actually do when the situation confronts you. I'm just going to relate this to my situation here. So I'm at this hotel and I'm snowed in, right? The meals are provided and kind of catered into this room where we're all sitting around tables and going through the strategy planning session for a couple days. So to my breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Now, there was things on that breakfast table that I knew that I wasn't going to eat. I mean, most of you have seen that sort of thing where they have, they have toast and bagels and got kind of sweetbreads like donuts, that sort of thing. But they also had eggs, and they also had turkey bacon in this case. I went for those things. I would go with the eggs and the turkey bacon. I would have a cup of coffee. I would put some heavy cream in the coffee, and all that was there. That's how I would approach that. And I knew ahead of time that's what I would do. So as a backup, I always ca- carry a couple protein bars with me. And if let's just say that all they had was cereal. Well, then I would just have a protein bar instead. And you know what? People don't think you're crazy for doing that and, and not eating what everyone else is eating. They actually respect you for that. They can see that you're disciplined and you're trying to stick to, to the correct diet. Same deal with lunch and same deal with dinner. They had options that were there that weren't good. So they had potatoes and rice and they always had a dessert. And, and, but those were things I could pick or not pick. I just went with the meats and the vegetables. And I loaded up on those at both lunch and dinner. And uh, again, if I wanted a cup of coffee with some heavy cream, I would have it. If I wanted a diet soda, I would have it. They had that or or sparkling water or those sorts of things to drink. They always leave candy out on the tables at these things that you can have, you know, during the strategy sessions themselves. I just make up my mind ahead of time. I'm not eating candy. I'd rather bring a Lily's bar and then just have that instead. If you think that's going to be something that tempts you and you know you're going into a situation like that, well, then take the Lily's bar with you in your bag. It's a good idea. So that way you've got something you can go to. And that, that, that sort of planning and preparation really works. Now, as far as the travel itself, you know, in airports and on the airplane, I can tell you that on the airplane, they always bring like pretzels and that sort of, just don't even bother. Because the, 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 the steward or stewardess uh, or, or attendant, I, I'm not sure what the correct term is for the person now. They're always very nice. They always ask you if you want it. And I just have gotten the habit of saying, no, I don't want it. I don't want it. If I, if I want something to eat, I buy it, keep it in my bag, and then eat it while I'm on the airplane rather than being subject to the kind of flowery and sugary snacks that they offer. Now, the diet soda and sparkling water and that sort of thing is fine. I have that while I'm on an airplane, but I just don't eat the, the snacks there. If you go into any airport anymore, they have so many low-carb options that you can buy that's either fresh or, or packaged that you can take right on the plane with you. And I see all sorts of people doing it. So you're not going to be alone by planning ahead 
and being a a few minutes before your flight going into one of the stores there and picking up something to eat that it's a really good idea and then that way you don't get hungry and uh, make a make a decision that's um, a reflexively bad decision which is to eat things like pretzels cookies that sort of thing you you know if you're prepared and you've got the stuff there you can eat when you're hungry that won't happen so that's my strategy when I travel and I almost without exception I'm I can carry this out and I was able to carry it out this week I really didn't make any mistakes there I'd say if I made a mistake it had more to do with some collegial evening time events with some of my colleagues we really couldn't get out so we would uh, sit around in the this particular hotel had a very nice, a very nice bar with about a 30-foot high window that overlooked the lake, and so and a big fireplace, and we had a few martinis. Now, I, when I order those, I don't get anything sweet in them. So when I say a martini, I get a real martini. One, one evening, I had two gin martinis with olives. Well, there's no carbohydrate in that, in either the dry vermouth, the gin, or the olives. It's when you decide that you're going to get some sort of fruit juice in there or maybe you'll get a daiquiri or a margarita or something like that where there's a sugary product in there that's where you can make a mistake I I, again that's one of those things I plan ahead in my mind this is what I'm going to allow myself to have and then I have it one of the other things I do if there's enough room in my suitcase is to carry some small bottles with that I can make my own drinks with if I need to you know it's kind of cool when you're on the board of an obesity association because the other physicians on the board understand this concept and they don't they don't make fun of you because you bring some of your own stuff they recognize the fact that you're trying to stay on track so I've never taught patients don't drink I've always taught them to do it in a responsible manner that doesn't cause you to ingest a lot of sugar that's the way I did it this time and it's the way I do it every time and it really does work I'd like to end every show by asking for your friendship. I really want to benefit you, support you, be there for you like a good friend would. I want to remind you that I'm not your actual medical doctor and I want you to feel comfortable seeking out further guidance on any of the things that we discuss. All of the information I've shared, these are my own opinions. You don't have to agree or love it. Please know it's not there to replace medical advice that you get from your own doctor. I always encourage you to consult a doctor with your individual health needs to properly gain the treatment and guidance you need. Okay, thanks. Make sure to follow us online at casualketodoctor.com. That's C-A-S-U-A-L-K-E-T-O-D-O-C-T-O-R.com. And follow us on Instagram at the Casual Keto Doctor.